Untold Edmonton shares and celebrates important and often unknown stories about our area of London. In my hometown Edmonton, we interview people that make Edmonton a rich and diverse area. In this podcast, I have the pleasure of meeting with one of my school teachers who happens to be a fellow Edmontonian, Ruth Jenkins. I don't miss teaching, I miss the kids horribly. And I, I love the fact that wherever I go, as, as I say before, people stop and speak to me and I wouldn't recognise them. I am Jennifer Cato Yankee. Join me and hear what one of my heroes has shared about her experiences and stories of living as an Edmontonian. Well, I'm still here after 40, what, 45 years? No, more than 45 years. It's changed a lot, but where I live here, I love all the neighbours, I love the park across the road. When the kids were younger, I used Edmonton Green. I thought it was unbelievable. We bought food there, we went to the swimming pool there, we did everything. So my kids were brought up in this area. All the neighbours are lovely. They all look out for you. We're not in, in each other's houses, busybody, but we all look out for each other. Um, it's a lovely atmosphere. I love the fact that I can walk to Edmonton Green and get on a train. I can go to the end of the road and get on a bus. I don't particularly miss teaching. The staff there were unbelievable. They just worked for it. I mean, we had a staff room where at lunchtime, everybody went in the staff room. Everybody knew each other really well. Everybody worked for each other. Although teaching changed. Yeah. Um, because like when, when uh, we had the great big huge staff room, room and people didn't go in the main staff room so you didn't intermix anymore. So I think sort of the world is changing. It's mm. now, I mean now people don't mix with anybody, they work from home. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they, they work from home and they don't see anybody and I, and I think that, that kept me at Aylwood. I mean I was 27 years at Aylwood. I really was devastated, but I knew at 50 I had to do something different. I had to not spend my whole life doing exactly the same thing. I don't miss teaching, I miss the kids horribly. And I, I love the fact that wherever I go, as, as I say before, people stop and speak to me and I wouldn't recognise them. So that relationship you have with the school children and that you see them in your area how do you feel when you see them oh I'm so proud so proud to hear some of the wonderful things that they've done and I, I thought my goodness me I, I recognized him and we, we chatted and it you know I just felt this is a guy that went through school wasn't particularly good at school but look at him now and you know every every one of those kids I think to myself, at school sometimes they didn't do all that well or, um, you know, but they, they come out and they've made lives for themselves all over. It's just so exciting. It's exciting. And I mean, I've got the other end of the, the spectrum. I knew there's a girl that um, I taught, um, I can't remember when I taught her, but she became a doctor. You know, she she was at Aylward and yeah. she, she worked for Aylward, you know, and became a doctor. I see her at um, David Lloyd's. <laughs> she, wow. she always comes and talks to me and says, do you remember those classes we used to do after school, miss? Well, 
without them I don't know where, whether I would be here today there's this um, like a like a, you would say good things can come out of Edmonton oh absolutely I mean loads we're talking about huge amounts of, of, of great things you know when students come up to me and talk they're very they're very shocked that of the thousands and thousands and thousands of students I've taught I can actually I might not recognise them but they give me a name and I can give them an anecdote not necessarily about them but an anecdote of someone in their year or, and they immediately know that yeah. I you know um, that's a skill though that, that means that there's it says something about you I invested in my students. And that's a big word. I invested in my students. I, I just wanted to, to get the best I could out of them. Students say to me, I was really bad. And I say to them, well, actually, it's a good job you were, because how boring would my life have been if you'd all sat there silently doing exactly as I said? That, you were the challenge, and you were what teaching was about. It wasn't about, you know, the challenge was yourself, yeah. <laughs> your sisters, you know. I mean, not that you, were, you weren't a big challenge. I, I think I won you over fairly, fairly quickly. <laughs> and why do you think that was? Well, I'll, I'll give you a little prompt. There was sports and there was drama. Right, yeah. And I was involved in both of them. As you looked at Edmonton in the past, mm. what were the good things about that actual area, can you remember? Is there anything that stands out for you? It was just a very comfortable area to live in. It was, you know, we I just made friends very quickly here. It was a very likeable place to be. Um, the church across the road from the school, um, you know, that was, you, you went in there and did things there. Um, the, the pub just along the road, people met in there and you met parents in there as well. I mean, it's, I, I don't think I've ever been anywhere where when you met parents, they were quite inter- they were quite interested to talk to you in the pub. They might not have come to the school, but they were quite interested, you know, to do that. Also, I think that it's a, in a very good position, as I said before, for travelling to, to to anywhere you want. You, you can go up to Hartford if you want that way. You can, you know, it, it's it's very central. Um, you know, people say, "Well, why don't you move out of Edmonton?" Well, we don't want to. We we actually like it here. And, you know, um, so it's always been a very nice community. So when you look at Edmonton, what do you think may be something, some of the changes that maybe are not quite what you expected in it? I suppose, although I say this, um, I think, for instance, um, a lot of these houses now around are beginning to be bought up by companies and rented out. So they're rented rather than everybody when we were lived here to begin with all owned their houses. Mm. Now, I would have said at one time that that would worry me, except I couldn't have got better neighbours than them next door that rent. The girl across the road is absolutely gorgeous, they rent. Um, so that that worried me a bit, but it hasn't affected me so far. I know it affects other people. Oh, because I talk to everybody. I mean, when I used to, when, at the beginning of COVID, when I started more, because I do, um, I've got my old watch and I do um, 12,000 steps a day, five miles a day. And wherever I walk now, people come out of their houses and say, hi Ruth, on your walk. And you know, it, I, I'm, I'm known around here. I go in the shop across the road just before, I was 50 pence short, I'll oh, forget it. I said, I oh, will next time. He said, I'll oh, forget it. 
Um, he knows me in there. That, you know, and, and the, 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 the pharmacy across the road. I always have lots of chats. I'm very, yeah, I'm very gregarious. Would you consider yourself an Edmontonian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And people know, yeah. And and proud of it. You know, sort of, the, like, when I go to David Lloyd, they say, where do you live? And I say, Edmonton. You can imagine. And I say, but, but it's, I really like living yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. People are so lovely, and I think that treat people how you want to be treated. And that's why your neighbourhood knows you. Yeah. I'd say more than your neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, say, probably. Well, but I mean, all the people around here know me. Yeah. You know, that they're, they're sort of, they, you know, I, and I, like, the, the guy, there's a guy that I go in every week just to have a cup of tea with him and, a, and he can have a big old moan to me and, and whatever and um, just keeping an eye on him but that's, you know and next door when she died I used to go in every single day with her to watch Emmerdale we watch Emmerdale together and then we talk about Emmerdale yeah, it's really, really important that, you know that if there is anything I can do then I would do you know, and, and that's how I taught as well if there was anything I could do for a kid or their family because I had also, I didn't have just the students to deal with. I dealt with um, family issues, and people would come down to the, the changing rooms and say, "Can I talk to you about, you know, something or other?" And 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 and, and, and it actually has got to the stage where, you know, you could do something like push someone on the back like that, and it's assault. Touch kids, and I understand. Do you, you know, got to the stage where I didn't even really give detentions because I used to say to the students, um, "Why would I stay after school in a detention with someone that's ruined my lesson or not doing, doing what they told them to?" I'd much prefer to be in school with someone who wants to learn something. So anybody who's good that wants to stay after school with me to do something, I'll stay as long as you like. But detention for someone. So, but I used to find other ways. But I worked so hard. Yeah. The kids would know, you know, I put every ounce and every minute I could into what I was doing. Well, I can remember um, one of the biggest buzz I got from you was through sports. And I remember it was, I tried everything. I did absolutely everything. I think, yeah, absolutely. Apart from tennis. And I remember the amount of energy you put in. But you know, I liked the, t the doing work with teams and everything. I, I, I absolutely loved that. Um, and I loved, the, you know, the, the, the relationship I had with them. I mean, I think the year after I left, um, the basketball team that I'd built up and I learned to play basketball while at Elwood. I went on courses because girls didn't play basketball when you That's were right. in school. Uh, uh, um, and, and I learned the, the skills and everything. And they went to a tournament in Birmingham and at the end of the tournament they all left before they were presented with the cup that they'd won to phone me to tell me. Wow. Because I'd made that team. Wow. See, that was one of the biggest things I remembered about you was uh, our netball team. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of my greatest achievements, I still start say this to people in teaching PE, was that um, 
I had a girl in my first year of teaching, wide as she was tall. And she used to come to gym club and she was desperate to do a forward roll. Could she do one? Could she? She could not do a forward roll. One day in gym club, she did a forward roll. And that was probably one of my, the, the fact that that girl never gave up and came and, and she knew, and, and you know, there are PE teachers who would say, don't bother coming to gym club anymore. But I relished the fact that she came week after week after week. She couldn't do the things the other, the other kids could do. All she wanted to do was a forward roll. And you know, once she'd done that forward roll, she then went on. Because she'd achieved that, she knew she, there were other Everything things she could she achieve. To do. And it, it made a big difference. Same thing when we went on ski trips. The kid that you take at the top of the mountain, and um, you, that they want to go down, and it takes three and a half hours, and they've fallen over, and they've cried, and they they can't do it, and uh, you get to the bottom, and they say, "Can we go again?" And you think, oh, "No." And they and they go up again, and they come down in half the time because they they get yeah, yeah. That that for me was such a kick, and still to this day, there's a lot of students that went on those ski trips come and say to me. Uh, teachers are excited about teaching the way you still fondly remember it. It's not like I used to teach, no. I mean, the internet changed. You know, one of the things, one of my proud moments at um, um, Aylwood was um, they, they showed Ofsted my register with the red lines and the, and the things that I, I kept absolutely immaculately. And I sort of got to Highlands and I just shoved a, a computer in front of me and said, you know, you do, and, 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 you know, do a PowerPoint. Do a PowerPoint, you must be joking. I can hardly open the thing, let alone do a PowerPoint. So that, that has changed teaching a great deal. I, I do see, there are teachers that teach in the same way I did still. Um, when I, from when I left, I left eight years ago, and there were teachers that were still you know, still have this great relationship with kids and, 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 but a lot of it's very different now. It's, 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 it's more impersonal. I don't think teachers get to know. I mean, I used the fact that I was a Chelsea supporter and I talked, you know, and Aylwood and girls, I had other things to talk about, but with boys, I could get them on side by talking football and, and, and they knew, I knew a lot about it. So when, um, when I, because I, I went to Munich and watched Chelsea um, win the Champions League, it was one of the best moments of my life. Oh my God, it was absolutely amazing. And I came back the next day with my, with my top on. And the kids all went, we can't believe that you actually went. <laughs> we went on a day trip <laughs> to Bayern Munich. We went at wow. six o'clock in the morning and came back at two o'clock at night. It was the most sensational, I went with my sister. And um, um, it was the most sensational. Buzz. Buzz, yeah. Very Lodge has got what's called Secret Garden. And it's run by um, parents of kids. Mm. And it's a, a, a little area by, by the side of Berry Lodge. Mm. And it opens up and it's, it's just for kids. And they, they have stories and they have Duplo building and everything. It's lovely. Um, and we go to that. And I took the boys to that when, when it was open. And that's got a little cafe there mm. as well. So you can have something to eat. And, and it's walkable. Um, and I'll tell you what was is funny. When I started my walks, 
I found that there is a wetlands in Edmonton from the A10 to the Beehive. At the back of Berry Lot, yeah. There's a river along there with ducks and 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 and, and wetlands and everything. So Edmonton got like secret nooks and crannies that you can. Well, I as I say, discover. I, I mean, I've lived here all this time. I never knew it was there. I think it's been redone at some point. I don't think it's been there always because I'm sure I would have noticed it before. Mm. But you know. And, and walking down there, in fact... You can't go anywhere without knowing um, somebody in Edmonton. But I think that's a lot to do with the amount of people who used to go to those Edmonton schools. We kind of all brought up together. Yeah. And sometimes you even don't know the person, but you recognise that somebody from Edmonton. Because I recognise... I don't recognise people because you were all kids. And so you grow up and, and you do change as you grow yeah. up. So, but if they give me a name, then I'll know that they're from it. I think my grandchildren are just learning about it. So they say little snippets. My sons got used to it and realised it was part of me. And in fact, they've said, they say, the little one there, they say she's just, and she is, just like me. She's going to be just like me. She talks to everybody. Quite frightening sometimes. She's two and a half and you just wonder, you know, she's <laughs> friendly with everybody and will she go off? But I don't think she will. I think she's got a character that is, you know, so. Students who are highly tutored will do all right up to GCSE maybe. Um, but after that, the work ethic's not there because they're so reliant on someone else helping them all the time that they can't do it themselves. And the guy who was, he was with his kids, he was just by us and he was listening to what I was saying. And he said, well, actually, I'm the head of science at Latimer. And I would agree with you that, that the heavily tutored students that get come here don't do the best. Um, the, the students have got to, you know, want have a natural ability as well. Not, not a natural ability because, you, you know, the, the girl I said who'd become a doctor, she didn't particularly have natural ability, but she worked what? really yeah. hard. Mm. And I think, you know, if you work really hard and achieve something yourself without someone's help all the time, in the end, you're better for it. You're more independent. You, you know, you know. Uh, but I do, I do feel that, I don't think either of my kids would say they had a, a childhood where Ray and I weren't involved. Edmonton has allowed you to live the life a we full, want to live. Yeah, a full life. It, 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 it's had everything for us. It's, it's, you know, we can, as I say, go to town. We go to, we, we're, we're very into theatre. We're going to the theatre. I think the, the week after we come back, we're going to see Guys and Dolls. Oh. Um, one of the most important things is, Sometimes I would teach a lesson, right? And at the end, I could see the blank faces. And instead of saying it was their fault, I'd go away, reevaluate it, and come back and say to the kids, actually say to the kids, 
the lesson I taught you yesterday wasn't good enough and I obviously didn't get through to you, so today we're going to do the same subject again in a different way. I think admit that you're wrong sometimes is really important and you have to invest in, you have to know the kids. Yeah. You have to get to know something about them. Anything that will, you know, so, you know, I used to get to know the, the kids that were good at sport and then I would talk about the fact that I used to be a PE teacher and then that, that, that would, you know, and, and then, you know, sort of people that were more like, I, I might talk about my garden because, you know, it, my garden's really important and there, there's flowers in the garden as well as the fruit, but there's, you know, there's, there's, there's lots. So I find, I think you have to find some, you have to try and know something about each of your kids, an anecdote about each of the kids that you're teaching. You've got 30, but it's not that difficult, well, it's more than 30, it's not that difficult to begin to know how to get them on side. Once you've got a student on side, they'll do anything for you. It's true. And there it's you are. It's that connection, that there, connection. And there you are. And here we are, all yeah. these years later, and she remembers. I mean, I'll never forget there was a student who um, she used to be really, really awful. Till one day I was out on the on the um, on the um, netball courts, and I wore contact lenses, and one of them came out, and I was and I was trying to search for it, and this girl had real sight problems, and I couldn't find it anywhere. She went out in her break time and found it. She must have gone on her hands and knees and found and bought it in, and then we had after that. We had the same mm. side problems, so we had something. So you've got to have something that, in common. That, something that, not something. It doesn't need connection. To be common. The con- connection. There has to be a connection. Yeah. Um, and they have to want to work for you. They have to. Yeah, what they have to want to work for themselves. But what you, what the teacher has to try mm. and do is make them see. You know that like I made. Uh, students see that something in sport I didn't mind what they did in sport but something in sport counted and I make students see that something in maths counts I tried to be very practical about the maths I did um, so that people could actually see why you would use it. I mean, people say, oh, maths, you know, you get your GCSE, you don't need it anymore. But it's amazing how much maths you do need. And, I, and you know, I think you, you've got to try and fit the subject to the student. I would never, ever have, have had my life any other way. I was born to be a teacher and I loved every minute of it. And I had bad times in teaching, don't get me wrong. But I always came back and I used those bad times to try and improve things. And uh... You've just been listening to Ruth Jenkins, a person who's lived in Edmonton for many years and a wealth of knowledge she is and she is the a big connection in Edmonton. Edmonton is very proud to have Ruth Jenkins in living in our um, community. Thank you. A Maroon Community Media production in partnership with Untold Edmonton. <laughs>